Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars, the podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars and more. I'm Blake, and I'm here with some of the best hosts in the galaxy. First off, the ever-elusive Grant. I have returned. And the funny one, Wesley. I'm still here. What's up, dorks? The commentator, Andrew. I'm back. And that's all of us. There's no Jedi Archive tonight, so I guess we use Google. Wikipedia for the win. <laughs> well, we don't have anything to Google. I mean, we don't have anything to archive because it's not about Star Wars tonight. So, But um, guys, it's been a pretty busy day for us. Um, it is currently Friday, April 1st, 2022. And no, there are no April Fools today. Unless your name is Wesley. <laughs> oh. Dang. <laughs> no, I actually had a good day, a good April Fool's Day. I, I, I pranked all my coworkers, and the girls loved it. Nice. That's all that matters. Oh, yeah. But um, we're not releasing this episode on April 1st. We're just recording on April 1st. Uh, but we've released an episode today. We've launched a website, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um released some new merch, which we'll also talk about later. Pretty cool stuff. So... Let's just get into it. Let's let's talk about some news. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now you hear this, whoever you are. I am Batman. <laughs> we already did that episode. <laughs> <laughs> First up in our news segment, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is being delayed by two whole days. I say we riot. Yeah, I, two days is just too long, right? That's it. I'm no longer a Star Wars fan. I'm taking my fanship over to to <laughs> DC, where they know how to run a corporation. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I think you're going to be sadly mistaken. There's some good DC stuff. Let's it come on. It's got to be. It's got to be DC animation. It's got to be DC animation. I don't know, man. Superman and Lois ain't too bad. That new Batman movie is pretty fire. Yeah, it was tight. I think that what really bothers me about this is that they're moving the premiere from the 45th anniversary of Star Wars A New Hope. And is it that big a deal? Probably not. But it was very poetic. And I hate that they're that they're moving it to the, that Friday. And it seems they only moved it because Miss Marvel is premiering on Wednesday, May 25th. So why not bump Miss Marvel to Friday? Like, I, I don't... Why, why, why couldn't they do that? Yeah, that just seems kind, kind of dumb. I, I think the Kenobi show is probably going to make them more money, just personally. Right, and we're going to get two episodes of Kenobi right off the bat now, which is great. I, I'm glad for that, but... I don't know. It's just... It's, it's not really a big deal... But it's like, it's just the little things, man. It's just the little things that, that Disney does every once in a while. It's just like, come on. Here's my thing. It's like, it's someone holding a gun to them and saying, you got to release this by this date. No, I don't think anyone <laughs> did. It's like, they choose the date themselves arbitrarily. And, uh... <laughs> and, and you know, I, I think the last couple things, they've been late on releasing, like, the... the Lego Star Wars was delayed and you know they canceled some shows that they announced and things like that so I, I don't know I don't know why they make a schedule that they can't stick to because I think that what happened was Mandalorian was such a big money maker uh, that they expected all other Star Wars to follow to be the same amount of money that they would make through you know whatever merchandise or whatever and they didn't do that and I think they spent a ton of money on Book of Boba Fett, and it probably didn't get nearly as much interaction as Mandalorian. So I think that they're cutting a lot of content, and they're probably... Marvel made way more money than Star Wars has over the past 10 years. So that makes sense why they would move the Star Wars premiere over Miss Marvel. As fans, it doesn't make sense, but as somebody who's just an investor or making money, I could see why they would make that decision. Well, and they haven't put out nearly as much content uh, for Star Wars as they have for Marvel, obviously. True. About your point, I mean, they're moving it two days. How much, like, it's not I like... I agree. So it's not like 
what you were talking about has that much of an impact on on that release. I just I don't I don't see the I don't see the appeal of, of moving Kenobi over Marvel, even though the original release date for it was on the 45th anniversary of A New Hope. I mean, it could. There could be more to it. It could be some kind of internal struggle. I mean, just a far-fetched idea. Maybe it's because Batman did so well in the box office at a movie theater, and both of these are being released on live stream that they're afraid that people won't watch both on the same night. They're afraid that on two different nights, you know, it'd be better. For but them. what does it matter? What does it matter? I mean, they don't well, who, earn money based on when, when it's streamed. But as long as they get their money from their subscription for people watching it, then it it, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, re reoccurring subscriptions, yeah. I mean, that and even, even if you watch one one day and watch the other the next day, what is that really doing? I mean, honestly. You gotta pay for at least a month. Hey, I'm just trying to find an explanation because it makes no sense to me. Two days, it doesn't mean <laughs> in the editing room. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. All right. I mean, unless they're going back and fixing the Grand Inquisitor, which I don't think they are. In, in two days isn't going to do it. They've got till May to do that. I'm still, you guys say fix, and for most people, they really haven't seen too much of them. So I, the whole fix, you know, fix is the wrong well, word in my opinion, but. Well, I actually, I think you're right, Andrew, but it isn't for that. It's because in the media they put out since that, like they put out like a comic and the Grand Inquisitor was in there and it followed the Kenobi version of it rather than the rebels outline of it so i think that's just the new standards like hey this is what he actually is going to look like in in most uh media he shows up in going forward yeah i don't know i don't know about it my question is who who controls like the release dates is that disney plus or is that marvel is it star wars like who, who well they're all the same i mean they're all disney so i have no idea i, I think i think it's above the star wars and, and marvel executives like they can say okay we want it in like this quarter and then it's up to the high up like higher up disney execs to say okay we're gonna release it at this time type of deal dave filoni george lucas no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. With a billion-dollar <laughs> well, company, I guarantee you it's somebody's job to be like, oh, it would make more money if it was on this day. And that's why they scheduled it for that anniversary. And then... Well, well, if you think about it, though, uh, most movies and stuff and hit series that usually um, hit off pretty well usually launch on Fridays, uh, yeah. mainly in theaters. Yeah. So maybe it's, a, it's more of a power move to, you know, Kenobi episodes probably let's say 30 minutes to an hour give or take a piece so they give two so we make it like a feature length film quote unquote with two episodes so well i was actually confused by that so are we getting two episodes is that what, that's yeah. what, so it was the original plan was just like bad batch where it was like a tuesday wednesday release and then a friday every week for the rest of the season i think it was just going to be one episode on that first wednesday and one okay. episode the next wednesday and stuff like that but, so uh, then we are going to get two, two episodes i don't give a shit then. that's probably why they did it good memory andrew yeah, what can i say man uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah obi-wan has now moved from wednesday may 25th to friday may the 27th and uh let us know what you think about that that'd be pretty cool to hear from you guys the dork lords Moving on now, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, has been edited by Disney Plus. We we got a lot of Disney Plus news tonight. Um, they took out some of the uh, the the gore and the the blood and some of the violent more violent scenes, <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad that I uh, I I know about this. Um, I thought it was the other way around though. I thought it used to be edited and they made a mistake and so now they fixed it by putting in the gory stuff but i saw the edits and it's really insane like there's one whole scene where he throws a javelin at somebody and in the unedited version there's a javelin sticking out of him there's no blood and in the edited version there's just no javelin that's the difference yeah and i mean there was blood in in the original and they've, they've taken that out as well um but I just don't get why. Just because they've just released all the uh, Marvel shows that were on Netflix. You know, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, all that stuff. And they're all, like, pretty mature. They're pretty gory. There's a lot yeah. of violence. Why edit Falcon and the Winter Soldier to make it less violent when I don't even think it was that bad to begin with? I mean, it wasn't that bad. Uh, no. I didn't even watch it for the fighting scenes. 
But the fighting scenes were great, but I, it wasn't very gory. This seems kind of soft for no reason, and it just doesn't make sense compared to some of the other stuff that Marvel's put out recently. Agreed. So yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier's been edited. I, I wish they would maybe release an edited version and an unedited version maybe, or something. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, let's keep moving on now. Dork Wars, the podcast, now has a website. We launched that today, April 1st. 2022 and it's pretty cool grant has spent some time on it we we're still working some kinks out uh fleshing out some things but it's kind of like our hub for everything you can find all of our episodes on there our podcast is on the website itself um you can find where we're linked to spotify apple music if you prefer to listen to it there our merch stores connected our youtube's connected um where you can go see our youtube live stuff so it's pretty cool Go check that out. That is dorkwarspodcast.com. We're pretty excited about it. So visit us, and that'd be cool. And I, one thing I forgot to mention, you can also contact us there. There's a way that you can send messages straight to us, and we'll see them. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, I really hope you guys message us with some suggestions, topics, um, comments, questions, anything. We can do a Q&A episode if, if we get enough of well, I thought we could do like a segment here now about like maybe the mailbag fans. Uh, yeah, excuse that'd me. be cool. Yeah, maybe people, listeners writing in. And even if you want to just leave a comment saying like, Wesley, your voice is so sexy, I won't complain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go type that tonight and I'm going to put from me. Um, <laughs> 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 so Dork Wars the Podcast has a merchandise store. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. We have Dork Wars the t-shirt, Dork Wars the hoodie, Dork Wars the coffee mug. We even have Dork Wars the glass-filled shoes. Ooh, I'm going to have to pass on those. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to be a big hit, honestly. I don't, I don't think so. I'm trying to catch the reference for that one. I have no clue. <laughs> it's Moon Knight. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's today's episode. You're here for color commentary. <laughs> so we got some new designs in the merch store. Go check them out. We would love for you to, to wear some Dork Wars on your person. Our, our new logo's up. Um, so those new designs match our new logo. Some really cool stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff happening at Dork Wars the Podcast right now. So get in on all the fun. Dork Wars the Podcast is also a part of a network of other geeky dorky podcasts, and that is the Red 5 Network. So let's roll that promo. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. So tonight, we are talking about the premiere of the Moon Knight TV show on Disney+. Plus. I'm losing it. I can't tell the difference. Embrace the chaos. If you have not seen Moon Knight Episode 1 on Disney Plus, The Goldfish Problem, then you should go watch that episode before continuing listening to our podcast. So you have been warned, spoilers are abound. So we're talking Moon Knight. And Moon Knight was created uh, back in the 1970s, I believe. First appeared in August 1975. So we do not know a ton about Moon Knight between the four of us. Wesley knows even less than us because he hadn't even seen this episode. <laughs> Dang, just throw me under the bus. <laughs> Dang. It's like, we don't know anything about Moon Knight, but Wesley <laughs> definitely doesn't know anything definitely about Definitely doesn't know anything about Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> so between the four of us on this podcast tonight, we do not know a heck of a lot about Moon Knight before this show. I mean, I have some background on him. I know a little bit about his comic history. Not a bunch. Um... But from what we've what we have gathered, he debuted in August of 1975. Um, he was created 
by Doug Moench. I hope I, I don't butcher that man's name. Um, Doug Moench and Don Perlin. So, character, he's, he's been around for a little bit. Not as long as, as most of the comic book characters we're used to seeing TV shows about, right? Like uh, Spider-Man, Batman, they're all real old. Uh, Moon Knight's not quite that old. But uh, let's get some first reactions. What do you guys think uh, about this episode, just right off the bat? On this episode, uh, I didn't come in with any expectations. I literally had not known anything about Moon Knight. I hadn't even kept up with the show at all. Um, I, I basically knew that Oscar Isaac was playing the lead role and was just excited about that because he actually is a good actor, despite uh, him not being used properly in Star Wars sequel trilogy. Um, so I, I enjoyed the episode. Um, not having any expectations probably helped me. Had I come in and had expectations, I'm not sure that it would have. Um, but overall, I think it was, it was a good episode. There was a good amount of action, a lot of just trying to figure stuff out. And uh, overall, it seems to be uh, something that would be really cool. And uh, the I like the Egyptian tie-ins. Um, it actually reminds me of Yu-Gi-Oh! And just, you know, the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series, how there's all types of connections into ancient Egypt. Uh, and, and it kind of reminds me of that with the uh, ancient Egypt tie-ins there appears to be. It's time to do 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 It's time to do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do! Hey, Yugi. <laughs> it's Joey here. Yugi here's teaching me how to play dual monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight was a dual monster. Confirmed. Dual monsters. <laughs> dual monsters. I, I, I do want to see uh, Moon Knight break out a... Uh, a ba- uh, what, what were they called? The uh, the battle disc? A battle city dual disc. Yeah, the ba- that's right. The battle city dual disc. And throw down on some dual monsters. Um... <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I do like the Egyptian connection, though. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, like, just figuring it out. And some of the basis that I knew from Moon Knight is that he struggled with mer- multiple personalities. And that that was, of course, like some of the base stuff that I knew. So I kind of knew where it was going. But still, there's a lot that's left unsaid. Like, you you know nothing about his other life. Um, you know nothing about what's going on outside of Stephen Grant's perspective. And I do think it's interesting because in most iterations of Moon Knight, uh, Mark Spector, I believe, is like the main personality they focus on. But in this, it seems that they're going the uh, Stephen Grant route, which is cool. It's different, and he's he's scared and don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're going the Stephen Grant I wonder if they're going to do a kind of dichotomy type deal where uh, one episode focuses on one personality and the next focuses on the other. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're just trying to introduce it. Like, that's why I'm saying it's so funny to me that we're announcing that we don't know anything about it. Because the only people that know anything about Moon Knight are like super dorks. You know what I mean? No one knows much about Moon Knight. Well, I want to tell you what. I mean, I think we're all super dorks. I mean, we're on a show called Dork Wars, a podcast. I mean, who, I wouldn't yeah, clarify. I wouldn't classify us all as super dorks because we don't know everything about, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, you know, all this anime stuff, Avatar. I mean, we know a lot about a lot of it, but we definitely, I mean, no one knows think, a lot about Moon Knight. But I don't think, oh, I don't think every dork knows a lot about it because there's so much out there. I know this is kind of off topic, but there, gosh, in geekdom, nerd culture, whatever you want to call it, man, there's, there's so much. I mean, nobody can know it all. I mean, I agree with that. But my whole point is that I feel like all this episode really was was an introduction to the character, and the, it yeah. had in order for us. I think it took kind of a the way that Joker, the most recent Joker movie. Um, with the mental health thing, I think that's the route they took. I don't think it's going to actually yeah. follow him the entire time. But it, I mean, fifty fifty, it's probably safe bet. You know, yeah. And it does seem that they are introducing a character to a um a crowd that that doesn't seem to know a lot about him. I think the showrunners realize that not a lot of people know a lot about Moon Knight, and you can tell in this first episode, like. He's getting his bearings, um, and we're kind of getting our bearings with him, uh, with Stephen Grant. And it's it's cool to see, like, at one minute he's doing this, and then he, like, 
phases out and he's somewhere completely different where he's holding um a, a bloody blade in his hand where he just like stabs somebody it's crazy um i do kind of want to talk about the opener real quick this this is a trigger warning for anybody because it triggered me <laughs> It triggered me. What's that? Oh my gosh. It made me cringe so hard. Not like cringe. It was like, you know, not like a bad cringe, but like, uh, like yeah. pain cringe. I'm going to tell you, like, when I see things that hurt other people, like, it hurts me. So when uh, we were first introduced to, uh, or not first introduced, like the first scene is opening up and you see this guy with this, with this walking stick and he's walking. Then he, he pours, uh, I guess, I think it's some whiskey, some kind of alcoholic beverage in this little glass and he drinks it. Then he puts a towel over the glass and I don't know why do he put a towel over the glass? I mean, he's just going to hurt himself anyway. Anyways, uses a little walking stick to break up the glass, puts the glass in his shoes, and then puts his shoes on and starts walking. What kind of messed up thing is... Why? Why? Why did oh. you open up with this? Okay, that explains the glass shoes thing from the merch store. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just made me <laughs> hurt, man. I was just like, oh God, do I want to even continue watching this? Because that was really dark right off the bat. Yeah, it was so, so creepy what's the um what's the age preference of this show that's an excellent question that i do not know the answer to. that is an excellent question i don't i don't think i could tell you what any any age uh any rating is for any disney plus show i mean i just click on them and watch them you know that's that's a good question i did actually kind of read about this a little bit and it turns out that this specific scene it's funny that you pointed out the specific scene that you pointed out was kind of it happened on set and it was not exactly on set it was one of those things where ethan hawk was the kind of guy that was just like hey so if this is a comic book then we need to do comic book things what would happen to the character if he was in a comic book how would that look in a comic book you know what i mean and it kind of ended up just springing right. from ethan hawk's mind not really from the writers or from any major movie plot standpoint you know what i mean so imagine this, Ethan Hawke walks on set and he's like, you know what, this room that we're going to be in for filming and stuff, this is neat. I'm going to take a shot real quick. <laughs> Let's break the glass. And then he starts putting the glass in his shoes. And, it, and at what point did the film crew go, what the heck is he doing? He's not in the script. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit more in depth with that. It has more to do with this character and like uh, self-hatred and some other I get stuff. It. But yeah, I, mean, I mean, we don't even get a name for that character, do we? His name is Mr. Glass Shoes, <laughs> or the Glass Shoe Master. I don't know. What should we call him? We I'm going call... to call him Glass Slipper Master at this point, or, you know. The character's name is Harrow, though. That's his character name. Spoilers. Big spoiler. Spoilers. But, I mean, if, you've, if, you're, if, if, you're, if you're listening to this episode and you know who Moon Knight is, then you know who he is, so. Right. And if you don't, then you have no idea what that name means. Right, and he's not actually named in the episode, um, but yeah, just a just a horrible way to to start out. It, it hurt. It hurt me to watch that. So Oscar Isaac does a great job in in this episode. He he acts the part very well. Like you can like he makes you feel like he doesn't know what's going on, and he plays the part very well. And I can imagine that this could be a hard character to play. Um, you're playing off yourself, but not really kind of sort of like it's it's got to be difficult. He does a good job of it in the episode. And uh, I also like how he switches between uh, a British accent and American accent for the two personalities as well. Well, and his British accent is OK, but it's like it's a little off like this is something a little off about it. And he uses like all the British vernacular like all the cheerio he didn't say cheerio or anything but like <laughs> cheerio <laughs> just kind of like british slang like very harry stereotypical potter. british slang the way he talks <laughs> he, he did not say harry potter dobby sock Voldemort's nipple he never <laughs> dobby sock uh, <laughs> he didn't use those he didn't use the uh the wizard curses or anything but um <laughs> But he, um, he just, it seemed a little off. And I think this is because Mark Spector, um, spoiler alert for his last name, Mark Spector, 
um, he uh, he's American, and that's like the main guy. He is the Moon Knight. He is that body's like a more prominent host. So Stephen Grant is putting on like a fake British accent, kind of, because he thinks he's British, but he's really not. What's interesting about Oscar Isaac is like he he's Guatemalan, you know, so he's not even American or <laughs> or British. That's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's interesting. Yeah, and he he does a good job, but I think that his British accent is off on purpose. Like that's that's what I'm guessing. And it's yeah. not off in a bad way. It's just like it seems over the top. I think that's probably what what he was going for for this character, like you were saying. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie; I didn't think about it that deep. I didn't even notice, but that's really interesting, and I love it. Well, and the only reason I notice is because I'm a man who likes to do many accents. I like I like <laughs> I like funny voices. I like making funny voices and doing weird things with my voice. Harry's wand. <laughs> Or convincing your high school assistant principal that you're a British foreign exchange student. Yeah, I, I, I did do that in high school. That was a long time ago. Yes, that, that was me. I convinced my uh, assistant principal in high school that I was a foreign exchange student. She was new. I was a junior. It was fun times. Um, but I think I could tell just because like I like playing with voices and stuff. And it just seemed overly, overly done. So what are, what are some of your guys' like, favorite moments? In the, uh, in the episode. Yeah, I feel, I don't have a favorite moment, and I think that's why I liked this episode, and why I'll probably end up watching more, because the episode, the way it was written, just had me kind of reeled until the end, you know? I wanted to know exactly what was going on. And even though I do now understand what's going on, they didn't do some hacky introduction of a new plot twist at the end i still want to know what the hell is going to happen you know what i mean why did they do this elaborate introduction to this character i would like to know what's going on so i don't have a favorite moment i mean i I know that's a hacky little answer but it's i just enjoyed the entire episode and the way that the mystery was dealt to us slowly and revealed at the end right and yes it was it was a very well done episode. I I believe it had a very even kill throughout. Um, the opening parts to me were were a little. Uh, it was a little just you know those first ten minutes are are good, but it just it seemed like I, I want to know like Too long. get to it already. I want to know what's going on. You know I I want to know what's happening, and I'm trying to think of one of my favorite parts. One of my favorite parts I think is when he's sitting there. Uh, at the dinner, uh, it's Sunday, <laughs> and he has made it to his date that he doesn't even remember getting because it was one of his 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 personalities. And he's sitting there, he's waiting on her. He's the kitchen's about to close, and he calls her, and he's like, "Well, I'm here." And then she's like, "What are you talking about? You're here. It's it's too late. You're gonna call me now." And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm here for the date. And she's like, well, it's Sunday. And he's like, Sunday? No way. <laughs> how how bad of a person does she think that he is, like, now? <laughs> like, stands her up on the date and then has the audacity to call her two days later and say, hey, I'm here. Where are you at? Uh, it, it was it was a funny ha-ha, I guess. But it was it was funny to me. Maybe I just have a sadistic kind of humor. It was funny to me for a different reason. I didn't think I. I was like, "Why is she reacting this way?" Like he stood her up on a date. He didn't call for two days. I guess I don't know. Maybe no. Never mind. I guess now it makes. I don't know. I don't know. I've tried that before. <laughs> it doesn't work. Okay. All right. Never mind. I haven't dated for a long time. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Not a good move. I'm out. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> so Wesley, are you Moon Knight? I would neither confirm nor deny. Grant, what was your favorite scene? <laughs> uh, I, I don't have a favorite scene per se, but like my highlights for uh something was the actual kind of action scene where we first see uh see you know the main character Stephen Grant, um, well Moon Knight I guess is the better way to call him because uh, he has multiple names, um, 
where he's in the village and he sees that and the guys are coming after him and he wakes up in the middle of that field and you're just like oh well th- this is nice <laughs> and then yeah. that, that entire sequence of scenes where uh we, we first see you know this cult i'm going to just call it for now and you see the scale in the dude's arm and you see a person literally just keel over dead yeah from apparently nothing and then what really drew me to this this sequence, the scene, was the action scene. It would build up and build up. It's like, okay, we're going to see him. We're going to see it happen. Somebody's about to get punched. Someone's about to get. We don't see a punch thrown. We we don't see a bullet fly. Nope. We don't see any of that. It, it always cuts away, and he loses consciousness, and the other you know uh, personality comes in. So it, like we can see the devastation of the action, but we're not seeing the action itself. And I think that's a very interesting take for a kind of actiony superhero type of film or right. series. It was a great, it kind of reminded me of Jumper a little bit, but it really was, I, I agree, Grant, it was a really great cinematography, like, move that they did. Yeah, it, it's because, like, you didn't have to see it to, to feel it. You could you could feel the after effects. You could feel yeah. what had happened without having to watch it without yourself. Without being it, there, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a testament to the, uh, to the cinematographer and the show itself, honestly, and the actors, to be able to pull something like that off because... That, you know, we, you mentioned Jumper. Jumper had done tried to do something similar, and a couple they other shows better, had done yeah. something similar in the past. And it, it, it just, it, yeah. Yeah, Moon Knight did it very well. Moon Knight did it very well, and the other ones kind of kind of missed okay. a little bit on it. Yeah, I I enjoyed watching the action sequences, even though there was there was action. Uh, yeah, the um, toward. Yeah towards Stephen, well even towards Stephen grant in those scenes like they're shooting at him and like all this stuff's happening but then he's going to react and we don't get to see the reaction from him you know of course we wake up or excuse me he wakes up to the after effects um and it seems like this is the first time that he's heard other voices in his head when when he wakes up in in the alps like that character that personality yeah yeah, he, that's the he he hears. It's I guess it's Mark. I don't know if it's Mark. He, he hears like Moon Knight, like the Moon Knighty voice. It, it's not his voice. Oh, oh, I know what you mean. I, okay, so I'm not gonna lie to you. I actually got kind of confused. The the thing you see with the wit or with the plague doctor mask, except it's not a mask. It's like a bird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was very confused by what that was, and that's part of what I'm talking about with the mystery. I think everybody was supposed to be right. Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly what that is. I think what that ties back to is the ancient Egypt connection cuz I mean it's obviously connected with yeah. ancient Egypt. Right. And I I think that's going to be a connection with like it's some type of pharaoh spirit or some type of, you know, Egyptian god cuz they do mention the seven Egyptian deities that right. they have oh. in this. So I'm thinking it's probably going to end up being one of them. Well, there's actually the nine. connection with that. Well, yeah, nine. They're supposed to be nine, but they only put five on the that's on the right. poster, and I and I think that's going to be very important. Yeah. It's a minute detail in this, but it's going to have significance. Yeah, Stephen Grant made such a big deal about it to his manager when you know other stuff's going on. It just seems out of place until you start thinking like, hold up, that's probably connected to how Moon Knight is. You know, he has some sort of power, obviously. Okay, yeah. so I to clarify, I mean, this is not a speculation, but he has no superpower. Like, just to just to clarify the comic books, I don't know what they're going to do well, with this, well, but Moon Knight has absolutely no superpowers. Obviously. Well, not superpowers per se, but something uh, supernatural, shall we say, is definitely at work here. And I feel like the ancient Egypt angle is definitely part of it and po- possibly with those uh, nine deities that they have. I, okay, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So I wonder how long this has been going on for him. Because this is the first time he's ever heard these voices. He's been having the uh, he wakes up and he doesn't know what happened thing go on. and uh, But he's he's never heard the voices. Um, he's got this whole life in England. But, you know, later on in the episode, he... Um, has a fish that he didn't buy, and he finds the phone, uh, Mark Spector's phone, and talks to it, and, and Lydia's been calling him for months, and says, I hadn't seen you in, what, two months or something like that? And how long has this been going on? How long has he had the multiple personalities? And I hope that gets fleshed out. That's That's going to be cool to see. Another highlighted scene for me, though, is when they're in the village, and, and uh, Hera... 
the Mr. Glassy Slipper Master shoes, uh, <laughs> the Glass Master, is trying to get the scarab back from Stephen Grant. And he's not in control of his body. Like he tries to give it to him and he closes, you know, his hands closed and he's not going to give it up and this, that, and the other. And Hera really thinks that Steven is toying with him, messing with him. And he's not like Moon Knight is not letting him do that. And that, that was a great scene. Just the acting, um, against himself, Oscar Isaac acting against himself. And that scene was amazing. Uh, just the fortitude he had. He acted like he didn't have control over his body, right? And it's very believable. I like what he did. Awesome scene. Reminded me of like a very tame fight club. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I definitely like that scene a lot. Um, we, we learned a lot in that scene, and it's just it, the acting in it is very good. And overall, we just see, you know, this cult that's been established and did they mention where they're at actually in, in the, at this time? That's the Alps. In the scene? They're in the Alps. The Alps. Okay. I, I had, I, I missed that. Um, so they mention it later on in the episode. I don't think they actually say it in that scene, but I picked up on it later in the episode. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it's just nice to see, uh, the acting in the, in the scene in particular is very, uh, very good. It is an action packed. It isn't, you know, uh, well, it's leading to an action scene. It's all one simultaneous scene, but um, it, it is very nice to see. And Oscar Isaac, like I said, fantastic actor. And he, he's the real reason why I even wanted to watch this show um, was to see him in this. So yeah. um, very impressed with his acting in, in the first episode. And if he's uh, given the opportunity to keep doing keep doing this, then um, over the next couple of episodes, I think I think it will turn out to be rather a good series to watch. Right. And so Glassman, Hera, whatever you want to call him, ends up following Stephen Grant to London. And we don't know his powers, how he gets around so fast. Uh, we don't even know how Moon Knight does it from this episode. Um, those of you who, who know Moon Knight's character knows about uh, how he gets around. I'm not going to spoil that because that could be revealed later. And it might not even be what happens in, in this show. That's actually something I was going to ask you. Like, I should have, I guess I should have asked beforehand, but how much should I have been spoiling? Because I feel like even spoiling the character that you. I didn't realize yeah. that it wasn't said during the episode, but he's like an integral character. It may have been, but I don't think it was. I and I don't think that's a big deal. That's fine. That's fine. I didn't watch it with subtitles on. Subtitles might have revealed the character's name that's, already yeah. as well. Oh. Subtitles have a way of doing that. <laughs> I don't think they have Glass Slipper Master as his name on the subtitles. I was going to say, can we just refer to him as, uh, like, Mr. Glass or whatever the hell you're... <laughs> that's kind of funny. You could just be him forever. <laughs> glass Man. There it is. That's right. Glass Man. That's how I said it. Yeah. I like Glass Slipper. Glass Slipper. The Glass Slipper. <laughs> that's, that's creepy. Just... The Glass Slipper. <laughs> the Glass Slipper Club. We got this guy and Cinderella. No with me. I'm the Glass Slipper. <laughs> okay that's we stick together he's sounding like the scranton strangler <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, Glassman knows about the voices this is what i was trying to, to get to but Glassman knows about the voices he knows what's going on with stephen grant and he tries to do the judgment thing on him that he was doing to people in the village and all he does is he freezes and he's like i sense chaos in you and i think that's the power whatever the chaos is is that's the power um so there's obviously some kind of tension between these two characters and i feel like uh the glass slipper is uh the glass he he knows a lot he he knows what's going on and i can't wait to see that fleshed out me too i also cannot wait i'm very excited i'm kind of lit by the cinematography, the story so far on a character that I never cared about at all. Um, and I think he looks cool. Yeah. And, and, and the show looks great. I, I like, I like when he's hallucinating and seeing the, uh, the bird thing, uh, scary man. And he's, he's in the, yeah. <laughs> he's in the elevator with that old lady. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> she's totally freaked out. What's the contact lens? Hope you find it. Thanks. 
that scene was really good too. He's like, "Yep, yep, we're on the fifth floor. Just, just, just going." In. And she like rushes in there. That was hilarious. To yeah, try and get into that door, knocking on it just as quickly as possible. And same thing. Like we were talking about, the cine- cinematography here is amazing. Like he's he's in the moment. He's in the real world. Then he sees the hallucination thing, and then he's he's in another place, and he sees it again. He's in the elevator, and then he wakes up on the bus, and everyone's just kind of looking at him. Like, what did I just do? I don't I don't know what I just did because I'm just waking up now. <laughs> And then the glass slippers there. He sees the little bird thing outside. It's it's so it's haunting. This is kind of like a horror movie. I mean, really, this is like horror genre stuff. Yeah, that uh, the elevator scene and moving into that scene gives me a lot of Stranger Things vibes. And it's a different element. We've never seen this in like a Marvel show or movie even. Like this is a different element, and and I think they're doing it very well. And even in that that last scene with like the demon dog thing that attacks him, like super horror film vibes, like that's so creepy. Yeah, and then uh, he uh, suits up somehow, comes from, I guess uh, the toilet paper near him or something. I don't know. And uh, he, he he all of a sudden can beat up the demon dog. Yeah, and that's that's our first look. That's our first look at Moon Knight when he surrenders to Mark Spector. He's um, giving him control because the demon dog's coming in. He doesn't know what to do. And he takes control, and he obviously knows how to transform into Moon Knight and do do his thing. See, that's the... I don't... The weird thing to me is at one point it looked like he was kind of a mummy. And then the next one, he had yeah. more of a clean look, like the advertisement with him in a suit where he looks like Hitman. And I don't know, like, <laughs> right. I can't tell which one... Like, I can't, I can't tell if that was on purpose. I don't know if there's some kind of a... Like I think it, I think it might be like his Sailor Moon transformation. You guys remember Sailor oh, Moon, dude. right? Which he's like, uh, by the power of the moon, I salute you or whatever. And now, in the name of the moon, I'll punish you. And then she, you know, you go through a little sequence, and a third of every Sailor Moon episode was just them transforming. But you see the little raps go around, and hey, at least it was only a third of an episode and not entire episodes. <laughs> that's true. That'd be that's Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd watch Sailor Venus transform all day. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you know, they got like the little, it looks like the little ribbons come around and wrap them up. In this. I, I think that's kind of what uh, Moon Knight's doing. Dude, do you think we're going to get a, a Moon Knight saying, by the power of the moon, I salute you oh. or whatever, and he's going to... That'd be sick, dude. And then he came out and he had like a mask on too. Oh, dude, that'd be so sick. Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, um, Moon Knight kind of looks like, uh, what's the, what's the, the, it's not, um, it's not Tuxedo Mask, but it's like the Dream Tuxedo Mask's alter ego. Oh, I can't I remember. Know. It's been a long time since I've seen that show. I don't know all the lore. It kind of looks like him, actually. Anyway. Anyway, I, I thought that, uh, Moon Knight looked amazing in his, in the outfit. Like, he just, yeah, he looks great. At the end, it looked yeah. really good. Yeah. And it's haunting. Yeah, the mummy is haunting. It has the glowing <laughs> eyes. Uh, overall, I think it's cool. I can't wait to see him beat up on like bad guys or whatever is going to happen. Because he's kind of like the Marvel Universe Batman if Batman was a psychotic poor man. Yeah, I mean, he is, I would say, on a superpower equivalent. Yeah. Except he's not rich. So actually, yeah, that's a big handicap. I mean, yeah, it is. He just got some kind of supernatural, like Egyptian god helping him out. You know, that's that's all. Yeah, I am actually interested to see them explain that because I, you know, I personally don't know all the ins and outs to it, but maybe there is some kind of supernatural something something. So, does anyone else have any final thoughts on uh, Moon Knight before we before we wrap up here? Yeah, Blake. Um, the, the one thing I will say is like lately, it seems like Marvel's taking like this dark turn, if you will. Like I think last year they released Venom two, um, Let There Be Carnage, and then of course now we well, have. Well, that's that's not Marvel. That's Sony. Sony released that movie. Ah, gotcha. Okay, well it's confusing because Tom Holland's in it, so I, and he's he, he's Marvel, so I, I don't know. Well, Sony and Marvel have that deal where they can yeah. use each other's kiss. Yeah, it's it's kind of confusing. It's like a weird custody thing, um, <laughs> honestly. 
this and you can see them on the weekends, but during the week they it's live true. with me. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'll set that one aside. But, you know, Moon Knights is a darker uh, mental illness show. And then, of course, we got Morbius as well, which, uh, if I'm not mistaken. It's that's- also Sony. That's Sony. <laughs> R.I.P. Okay. West. So it's, it's all right, Wesley. But Sony also connects in because of the Vulture character moving from the Marvel Universe there. Yeah, that's true. This is probably also Sony, but I think one of the best Marvel movies in history is the rated R movie, you know, Logan. That's what it's called, right? Logan? Yes, man. Yeah, I like yeah. Logan. That's not Sony. That's Fox. That's, that's, that's Fox. Fox. Well, yeah. I don't care. I don't care what... <laughs> Marvel it is. I don't care. Bleep that out. I don't care. Exactly. It's angering me right now that we're talking about three different Marvel universes, and there's probably two or yep. three more that I don't know about. But still, like it's, I think I I like where he's going with it. I think the dark and gritty Marvel is where it needs to go. I don't think that DC needs to be the only one to be dark and gritty. I think that Marvel, if they capitalize on that, it'll be big money for them. I stand with Andrew. <laughs> well, so far, these shows have gone a little darker route. I mean, WandaVision is not a happy-go-lucky story in the slightest. I mean, yeah. by the end of that, like, it actually starts out kind of peppy and happy, but by the end of it, man, like, she doesn't have the love of her life. Her kids that she made up are, are gone, and she's like this overpowered witch who <laughs> bent an entire town to her will just because she was sad. Like, it's it's a really dark show, if you think about it. and uh, but j- just based on that, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier got dark in parts, uh, as well. I don't think as dark as as WandaVision, but I f- I feel like these these new shows are kind of trending towards that, and it's working out. A phase four thing is uh, it seems to be kind of darker because uh, going to the Spider Man film, we see Aunt May, I mean, just get murdered. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't hold back on that either, like, right there in Tom Holland's arms. Yeah. Yeah, so with Moon Knight, you know, it's, like we said, it's kind of a new character for most of us. We're not too familiar. And for me, like, I don't know if I have, like, the mental capacity to let another superhero into my life. And But, so I'm curious <laughs> to hear you guys' feedbacks. Like, what what was y'all's reviews and ratings for this? And, and see if I should open myself up to another superhero so if that's okay uh grant can we start with you what what would you rate this show so far as a individual episode um not without any preconceived notions it's definitely intriguing and definitely draws you in it has a good hook so i I would probably say a solid seven out of ten on this very good very good then andrew i'm curious about yours your rating Mm. I don't know, dude. I I would have given it a ten out of ten if there was more Batman. Whoa! <laughs> and there's not enough Batman for me, so I'm gonna keep that. No, for real though. I it's a. I agree with Grant. I'm on the same page with Grant. I think we both agreed on a lot of points on this one. Um, if you don't know anything about Moon Knight, it's a very good show, especially if you liked uh, the Defenders. Um, on Netflix, because it's very dark and gritty, just like those. Uh, but I, eight out of ten. I, I think it's a little bit higher than seven. I think it's wow. Better. A solid grade. So solid grade. All right, and take us to the house, Blake. What, what you think about this? I tell you what, Wesley. I'm I'm gonna let you host like main host more often. This is beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I'm I'm in the same vein as these guys. I have a little bit more like basic knowledge of Moon Knight, not a ton of of super in depth. But and even in knowing what I know about the character, this show draws you in. Like there's a there's an element of mystery, there's an element of horror, there is all this these beautiful scenes. I mean, the Alp scene is is amazing. Even when they're they're driving on that little skinny highway down the mountains and stuff. Beautiful scenery, the action was on point, and I'm hooked. I I can't wait to see next week's episode. I want to know more, because I don't know enough about Moon Knight to have those kind of like, I think the story should go this way or this way. I'm an open book. I just want to see where it goes, and I can't wait to watch the rest of the series. 
So with that, um, I guess our uh, our Moon Knight premiere talk is over. I don't think we're going to do Moon Knight every single week, but I think every couple weeks we'll uh, check in and catch up on it. Sounds like a plan. All right, so let's turn it to Master Yoda for the word of the week. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Hmm. Glass slipper, the word of the week is. <laughs> so that's interesting that you uh that you say that, Master Yoda. We we did talk about the glass slipper quite a bit. And were were you as like weirded out by that scene as, as we were? Hmm, yes. Very strange it was. No shoes do I wear, so no 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 anything about this I cannot. So you've you've never worn a pair of shoes, Master Yoda? No. What about formal events like? Like you you've never worn like when you're in the Senate chamber, when you're like on trial or not on trial, but like in the council meetings. There's there's no like Jedi formal stuff. No, no formal stuff. No nice clothing did we own. No attachments we had. Well, that's a very good point, but I mean, I think most of the other Jedi wore shoes. Hmm, freeing it felt. Judge me, do not. All right, well. I was, I was going to ask Master Yoda if he painted his toenails instead. Hmm, very cheeky you are. Slap you with the force, I will. <laughs> okay, all right, this is getting a little too violent. Maybe you should be in Moon Knight. Master Yoda, do you ever feel like you suffer from multiple personality disorder? Hmm. No. <laughs> One very cranky old man I am. <laughs> and with that, we come to the end of another great episode of Dork Wars the Podcast. Don't forget to check out the new website. Check out our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram page, anywhere that you find your podcasts. Don't forget to contact us. Let us know how you like the show, give us some feedback, give us some ideas. Just stop by and say hello. We'd love to hear from you guys, so thank you, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars, the podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Dobby Sock production.